Hey, hey, fabulous friends. Welcome to She Commands the Stage. My name is Chila Muskin and I am your host. And I'm so excited to be here with you today, especially because I am bringing someone you definitely want to hear from. I have been a big fan of hers for a very long time. Alicia, thanks for being here today. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) I've really been looking forward to chatting with you. I just love following you, especially on Instagram. I think that's where I'm most actively following you, but I just feel like your content is different. You know, it's like you take advantage of all the things that the social media platform has to offer, but without falling into like the trends of what everybody else is doing. And um, that's kind of like what I wanted to talk to you about, because I know that um, even more recently, specifically, you started talking more about um, CEO content. And so I really wanted to kind of like dive into that more deeply. So if you don't mind, we're going to just like dive right into the deep end. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's great. That's, this is uh, such a topic that I'm passionate about, you know, just women entrepreneurship, CEOs, how to show up like a CEO on social media, you know, kind of in all the ways that are unique and amazing to you as the entrepreneur kind of being a leader in your space. So yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. That's something that definitely speaks my language too. (laughs) So um, let me just kind of try to go back to see where I could maybe start from the beginning. So what is CEO content? So the way that I like to teach it is that there's kind of two different types of content and there's creating content like an influencer and then there's creating content like a CEO and there's nothing wrong with either one it's just that if you are running a business online you should just kind of know um, which direction you want to go in are you trying to monetize you know get with Instagram or TikTok or whatever and be kind of in their creator fund or are you trying to sell a product or a service and the mm-hmm. way that you create content for those are different. So creating content like a CEO is really just about understanding, first off, what is what do you want as the visionary of your business? Like, what do you ultimately want for your dream clients or your dream customers? And then starting from that space, that mindset space, all of your content is just birthed out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, so it's not so much about like, this strategy and this, you know, these little tiny things that you could do. It's more so about the mindset of I'm going to show up with um, the knowledge that I'm, I'm sharing information or I'm being entertaining or whatever, based on what my bottom line is or what my ultimate goal is that I have for my clients Mm -hmm. or customers. So that's kind of like how I think of it. Mm -hmm. I love that you made that distinction because I think a lot of people don't even think about that. It's just like, well, first of all, I think so many of us, when we show up first on social media, we don't really have any strategy, (laughs) Um, but then also I just see so many, even CEO friends of mine, I guess, trying to replicate what the influencers are doing and it's not working. So I would love to kind of know, what do you see people making like mistakes when it comes to their, their social media content, I guess. Yeah. Well, I do want to say that, you know, it's not that you can't ever post like an influencer per se, or follow trends um, and things like that, because I do it myself. I especially do it when there are days when I know I just, I need to post something, or I just want to take a break from being so serious about the thing that I'm selling. So it's not that you can't ever post in those ways, but 
Um, when it becomes like excessive to the point where it's like you're chasing those trends and you're trying to keep up with all everything that the algorithm wants and you're not really thinking about what you're you want for your dream clients or customers, it's like your content starts to shift more so into and people can tell like if you are the trend chaser or if mm-hmm. you are showing up in a different, more unique way that um, really speaks to the heart of, of that signature solution or that transformation that you want to get for your client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think that you do such a masterful job of that, of just, you know, really showing up as the CEO of your business and giving content. That's your original content that leads, you know, to the offers that you have on the back end, but then also kind of sprinkling in some of the trends that are working to your personality, to who you are, but then also, you know, it works on social media. So I I think you do an amazing job of that. Um, If you, if you could, would you have any tips on what people should be kind of paying attention to what maybe are there categories of um, specific contents that you should be kind of thinking, creating, or like, for example, I just remember when I was part of, I think you're uh, the Pixie Stock, the membership where you you teach digital content creation, but then also it's a library of photos, right? Um, and I think you talked about like th- the three or four different categories for is it entertainment, education, inspiration, or something like that. Like, is there is there still something like that that you you feel like you know people can bucket their their kind of categories into? Absolutely. So, you know, thing about that is that we don't want to be so random with our topics. So we don't want to just post about anything. And so what I teach in my program and within Pixie Stock, you know, within our content planner is that, you know, there are five core categories that your content should fall under. Um, And one is awareness. So this is all your problem awareness content. It's entertaining content. It's that easy content that everyone's creating. Then we have authority content, which really just is educational content, Mm -hmm. uh, amplifying your expertise, sharing those tips and all of those things. Um, And then we really have content where we speak to specific groups of people. And I call that the avatar content where you're you're being polarizing or you're really calling out those your your actual clients that you want to work with, um, telling stories and lessons learned and really talking, speaking to that one person rather than speaking to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have our actionable content and our advocate content, which is really just social proof and promotional content and things like that. Uh, so I like to boil it down into five very specific categories because it just allows me to, um, for me specifically, and the way that I teach it is that you'll have a well-rounded feed, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not just entertaining all the time or you're not just doing tutorials or sharing how-to content till you can't figure out anything else to post all the time. Um, But when you have all of these content um, pillars, I guess we would call them, or content categories within your strategy, you you hit all these important touch points that uh, people need to see from you and hear from you as they're going along that buying journey. Mm-hmm. So it's really important um, rather than just randomly posting about anything and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's something I just remember um, thinking that I haven't really seen other 
people who are teaching social media content talk mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love the calendar, the yearly calendar um, that you have. I don't know if you, if you're still releasing them yearly. I, I think I have one of them from 2021 or something. <laughs> That's the one everyone loves. <laughs> we'll I still back. follow it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and I just remember you talking about those different pillars mm-hmm. and, you know, how to bring in testimonials. And, and yeah. as you said, not just the entertainment and the how-to, but then like a well-rounded business, right. Mm-hmm. To show up as a, and I love that. So, um, is that inside the membership or how, how do you offer that currently? Cause I think at, at some point you offered it separately. Yeah. So People we did, offer, we did offer the uh, content planner separately and we probably will be bringing that back towards the end of the year when we kind of have our end of the year mm-hmm. uh, promotion, but within our membership, we do release, you know, monthly, all the okay. content ideas within those categories so that you don't mm-hmm. quite have to think like, you know, how can I entertain this month or how can I show my expertise in a do authority content this month is kind of already laid out for you and just gives you different ideas every day, pretty much of what you can post on social. Yeah. Which I think uh, is one of the things that people struggle with the, the most. I almost feel like it's generating those ideas and, and the same for me. Um, it it just even just seeing some somebody else's calendar to kind of see like which pillars I should be talking about, just almost like jog like jogs my like um, yeah. creative juices. I guess. Yeah, it like sparks those ideas. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before um, I kind of get to our um, to the the three questions I I always ask from everybody, is is there anything? specific that like a a tip that you could offer someone who wants to like, okay, I want to follow a strategy. I want to show up. Like I have a, I have a business that offers services, perhaps programs, and I want to show up with a strategy. Where can I get started? Yeah. So first you have to know, and my, my strategy is different (laughs) from what a lot of people, which I love. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it, It just saves you so much headache you know, when you actually want to start promoting. So first you have to understand like what it is that you want to offer. Like, what is it that you want to promote? And then Mm -hmm. from there, you, you know, you kind of create whatever that experience is offline, but now you're on social media. Now you have to build desire and demand for that particular thing. Um, And Mm -hmm. then, you know, and and so you you should create probably a signature series. That's what I call it to where you're kind of over time, you're creating posts that prepare people for this particular offer. It could be a free offer. It could be a paid offer. It could be something small, something big. It could be an event, anything that you might know that you have coming up. Um, I often find that people are about to launch something or thinking of something to offer. And so it's a good time to really say, okay, so the next seven to 30 days, like how can I create content to build desire and demand for this specific thing rather than building desire and demand just for any old topic, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, yeah. so the idea is really to start at the end and start at that offer and, and, and figure out what it is you want people to actually either buy or get for free or whatever, and mm-hmm. then um, decide how you're going to create a series of posts that lead people to mm-hmm. that uh, to that thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so from what it sounds like, it's almost like you would, you would do, um, maybe like a sprint 
of, of yes. to different, to different things. And, and how long would you say a sprint should be anywhere from seven to 30 days? Like you said, so yeah, like a runway it, kind of right. thing. Right. And it, it yeah. really just depends on how consistent, consistent you've already been on social. So like, if you're just starting out, you're going to pr- probably need more time to get people prepared for that thing. However, mm-hmm. if you're someone like me who, you know, shows up every week, multiple times a week, you know, then seven days is probably a good amount because people have already been already used to seeing you and hearing you and hearing mm-hmm. what you have to offer. So it does vary. And you're going to kind of know when people are ready because they're going to be saying, oh, well, you know, can I DM you or can you just give it to me? What is the I'm ready for it? You know, your people are going to start asking you for that thing if you're doing a good job preparing them for it yeah. for it with your content. Yeah. And I think it's important, you know, to know that because I, I know a lot of my clients ask me, you know, like, what if I repeat myself over and over again? Like, isn't that going to be people are <laughs> and I'm like, I think that should be the least of your worries, because yeah. like, first of all, what, two percent of people on social media see your content. And then also I read somewhere, I mean, just being a speaker um, consultant, you know, I know that you have to repeat, it used to be, you had to repeat yourself seven to eight times in order for people Mm -hmm. to start remembering. Now it's 15 to 16 times. So it's like, it's, it's even more. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think when you give yourself that, like a good, let's say two week period Mm -hmm. where you're just sending people to the same place, Mm -hmm. you're also like kind of helping them remember, okay. Or, or, or even just hear it because we get so much coming at us. Yeah. People definitely need to hear it multiple times, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like as soon as they see your post, now they're distracted by somebody (laughs) else's post, like immediately. Yeah. And they've forgotten what you've talked about. Yeah. So even if you came the next day and just reiterated the same thing that you said the day before, um, you know, even if you did it in a creative way or uh, just a different form of using a different feature, like doing it on stories versus doing a post versus doing a reel, um, even if you're saying the same thing, it's it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, sometimes, again, just because we have so much going on, I know that many times I I want to do something, I want to sign up for something, and then I get distracted and I forget and just being reminded. Like, I, I've been wanting to attend an event that's coming up in a week, and I've meant to register for it for like four weeks. <laughs> the girl who is putting the event together, she was so gracious. Just every week would send me a reminder, like, hey, do you still want to come? And finally, after four weeks, I registered, not because I didn't want to do it, but because I just, you know, we have so much going on and we get right. distracted and forget yep. about it. So mm-hmm. it's just a gentle reminder. It's good right. to have. <laughs> Same with podcast interviews. <laughs> <laughs> so um I'm I'm curious, do you do you batch create your content? Do you recommend that to people or uh absolutely? It's it's mm-hmm. very hard for me not to batch create content. Uh I, my personality type is where I don't like to do the same thing every day. It's just <laughs> I like mm-hmm. to like try something new. So if I don't batch my content, it's it's like a wild card. Um, and I find that just consistency is hard. And I think mm-hmm. we all know that showing up online as an entrepreneur, consistency is extremely hard. And that's where batch creating your content comes in. There, it's okay if you record five posts or. 10 or however many of you want to stretch that to, you know, a whole day of recording content or creating graphics, you know, 
um, and then posting that or publishing it throughout the week, you know, editing it throughout the week. Um, it, it, it is a sanity saver. It, it really mm-hmm. helps with that overwhelm when you have a, a whole lot of things uh, going on in your business and your life. So definitely I am a hundred percent fan of batch creating mm-hmm. content. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and what I found is that like, for example, if you're recording so much of the time is taken with the preparation of finding the right lighting and then yeah. putting, you know, the camera and making sure that the sound is good. And so if you're doing that every single day, that takes so it's much time. So I, it saves a lot for sure. That's what I found uh, yeah. in my, in my schedule as well. Yeah. And well, I like thank to, you. I like to have um, my recording equipment set up the same way. So I can just like sit down and record, you know, rather than trying to come up with an elaborate setup every single time. So that's just another tidbit. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's probably an even better way to go to going about it because um, in my office, well, I guess I could, I could find the corner where it's like, this is kind of like my (laughs) recording spot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That helps for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you answering. I'm, I'm, I could pick your brain probably for a very long time. Um, but I think what I, what I would encourage people is in, in finding a strategy is just to sign up to your membership and everything is already in there, has been planned ahead of, you know, for them. So um, we can definitely, <laughs> we can definitely give them the links for that. Um, but I usually like to kind of wrap things up. I always ask three questions from everybody that I talk to. Mm-hmm. And the first question is, and again, just going back to, I think you do so well at this, but where do you feel like you zig where everybody, everybody else zags? Like, where do you feel like you go against the grain, um, whether that's in how you run your business or how you show up on social media? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say is like, you're like, hmm, I'm not sure I want to do it that way. <laughs> Let me figure out how I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. It's definitely in a lot of areas um, for sure. But the the thing I will say in terms of the content has to be with um, content pillars and the kind of standard way of creating content where you educate, inspire, you entertain, and then you just kind of hope for people to to discover you or for brands to discover you. And you you get burnt out as an entrepreneur, whereas Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, just show up in the way that you want to like, you know, know what you, you desire for your dream clients and your dream customers, and then show up uh, the way that you want to for them, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they're going to gravitate towards you. Like you don't have to try to force this kind of robotic way of of Mm -hmm. producing content. So, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, the other day I read somewhere a quote that said, be the voice that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I always think of that, that I want to show up for my client in a way that I would want someone to show up for me mm-hmm. um, and and speak what, you know, what I need help with. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Um, now, obviously, this is a podcast about she commands the stage. I'm a speaking coach. So I always have to ask people, you know, how do you, how do you see speaking 
kind of benefiting your business. Now, I know that you're an introvert. I heard you talk about being an introvert and a while back, just like even just um, really having to push yourself out of your comfort zone to be on video, which I've seen you over the years. You have really come out of your show. I have. (laughs) It takes practice. Yes, it really does. And and people are always shocked when I tell them that I'm an introvert as well, because when people see me on stage, I'm very confident. I'm, you know, very much in my element, but I'm an introvert and it's something that I had to develop, but I would love to hear like, how, how have you seen that beneficial to your business growth, you stepping out and really out of your comfort zone and pursuing? Cause I know that on social media video is still King, yeah, right? Um, so how have you seen that <laughs> play out yeah. in your own business? Well, I, I started to realize, and as you like take action on video and as you start speaking more just about your business to people that, um, you know, people really gravitate towards your energy, but when that's not being seen, it's very, it's not impossible for them, but it's like, it's slower. The growth is slower. The, you know, the inquiries are slower because it's like, people really want to be a part of your space and a part of your energy by hearing your voice, by seeing you. And it's just like, immediately as I started to do that, I mean, just in all the ways you could probably think of in terms of growth in a business, um, is greatly impacting my business. Mm -hmm. So that's why even as an introvert, I, I still swear by it. Like there's still things like live video that kind of, hicks me up or like, you know, certain things, but, um, and those things I'm still growing in, but, Mm -hmm. uh, just in general, um, getting on camera, talking about your business, getting into the habit and the practice of talking about it in front of people really does, uh, really does help. I mean, Mm -hmm. increases in everything, leads and sales and members and just community building trust with your member, our members, when they see me. So yeah, yeah it really has helped. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think anytime I personally take the stage and speak somewhere, I always know that I'm going to get a couple of clients. I know that mm-hmm. I'm going to grow my email list. Um, I always tell people that, you know, a stage doesn't mean anymore, just a physical platform. It can, it can be a video. It can be a live video. It can be a, a podcast, um, because that's kind of like the next level from just creating a post, just even hear people hearing your voice, um, they can really connect with it. But then the next level is, as you said, there is, there is something magical about somebody seeing you kind of feeling that energy of who you are, your personality. Mm -hmm. And I think it just really accelerates that trust and like factor, you know, that we, we kind of need to develop in business. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, a final question, um, just because I'm a book nerd and (laughs) I always have something that I'm reading. Do you have a book that you recently read, um, whether that was an audible, like something that you listened to or a podcast that you really enjoy listening to any recommendations? Um, You know, I really, I don't have time for books, but I do have time (laughs) to listen to podcasts. And so, um, that's a, that's an audio form of book. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Right. Um, so I listened to uh, um, Don't Keep Your Day Job by Kathy Heller. Um, yes. I love her podcast. I just I just love her energy. I love the things that she talks about and the guests that she brings on. And I've been listening to her since like day one of me. I can remember just like 
driving my commute to work six years ago, thinking of like, how in the world am I going to quit my job, Mm. government job and work (laughs) and do this? And she really, you know, just with those guests that she has on her podcast has really Mm -hmm. allowed me to kind of step into this this role of a CEO and very inspirational content. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, I actually, you know, it used to be that I used to listen to so many books and and read books and listen to podcasts. And what I found is that too much of a good thing can be too, too much of yeah. a good thing because oh, yeah. I, I think that's uh, even listening to other people's voice sometimes can, can really um, question, like make you yourself question, like, I, I felt like I got to a point where I, I could never really just trust my own voice and exactly. my own gut. And so yeah. I think it's good to put boundaries around even just how much information we're taking, even if it's a good information, you know? Yeah. So. It's like it can be content overload sometimes and just all these different forms. And you got, you know, one podcaster saying this, and you got the book on this. And then it's like, well, now it's like, I'm in this analysis paralysis state where I'm not really taking any action or I'm being derailed from the action that I just took. I'm mm-hmm. uncertain. And so that in and of itself has caused me to um, stop consuming so much and literally trust my instinct, um, you know, take action and learn on, learn as I go. Um, yeah. And that's how you get to that place where you're more confident in what you're offering and your content and your business. And you can just show up more comfortably, you know, mm-hmm. online. Yeah. And that really shows up in your content and how you show up on, on your social media platforms, I can tell. And it's refreshing, you know, to, to follow someone who is just like, you know what, I'm carving out my own lane yeah, and, and I'm just going to go with my gut. Yeah, well, thank <laughs> so, you. yeah absolutely. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for being here. Um, where can, where can people connect with you? Where, where should, where should I send them? <laughs> So a couple of different places, but the main is my Instagram. So um, at Pixie Stock, P-I-X-I-S-T-O-C-K. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much where I connect. We can chat in the DMs, um, follow along. And then I have the social media content club on Facebook, free Facebook group there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll put those link. Um, I'll make sure to link to those in the show notes for sure. Thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. I loved chatting with you. And I know that my audience is absolutely going to love you. Um, you. And uh, yeah, I wish you all the best. Your content is amazing. And I know that uh, a lot more people need to hear hear about you. Thank you. It was so great being here too. (laughs) 